Well, hello, beautiful soul fam. Welcome to Awakening 101. My name is Kim Ocean. Um, my name's Annie Grace. And uh, Awakening 101 is a podcast platform for having enlightening conversations around a variety of topics such as consciousness, what is a spiritual awakening, manifestation, and meditation, and brain health, and just lots and lots of goodies and amazing topics that we're going to cover. Yeah, we're excited to bring you amazing guests every week and have just like deep ass conversations with them between um, myself and Kim about our experiences and our insights um, that we've gained along our individual journeys and paths. Yeah, absolutely. We're excited to bring you our shared experiences, knowledge, and wisdom, and to have just amazing people on here to talk about their journeys as well. And yeah, we're super excited to bring this to you in 2022. (laughs) Let's go. And yeah, we'll see you in there. Love you guys. Okay. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome back to Awakening 101. Today, we have a very special guest. Um, Her name is Jane, and she hails from Kenya. And um, my dear boyfriend, Justin, met her (laughs) serendipitously when he was getting one stitch removed (laughs) (laughs) at Kaiser. And he... He had taken the majority of them out himself, and Such then a thing. I love <laughs> was it. like, I don't know what to do now. <laughs> so he took himself to um, get him taken out and get the one taken out, I should say. And who was his nurse? But Miss Jane here. You know, I never know who's going to walk through the door any day, but I always think that every encounter is sort of like a holy encounter. You know because you never know. I mean, we sat there and talked for like 45 minutes and I'm thinking, okay, this was supposed to be like an hour, I mean, 10 seconds thing, but here we are. I'm literally confessing my life to this stranger, but it really, we just kind of connected from that perspective. And um, it was, I, I, I like talking to people. So for me, it's easy to just have conversations. Uh, but it's always amazing to see where and how each simple conversation can lead to and what it can become. Mm-hmm. And that's re- literally like the power of manifestation when you yeah. think about it. Yeah. 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 Yes. And that's how this podcast was born. And mm-hmm. um, time out. Forgive me, everybody. I did let Aunt Annie introduce oh herself. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> No worries at all. I even forgot to. Um, I'm Annie Grace, and yeah, I'm a co-host on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And I heard about your story, and I was like, yes, we definitely need to have her on. Um, just hearing you talk, it, it's just so eloquent, and I already am like getting like so excited just to hear your story because um, I know it's gonna just touch a lot of people. Yes. So the question actually is which part of the story? Because we talked about so many things um, and every piece of it was like, I looked at myself and I was like, why am I telling this guy all these things? <laughs> um, but I always believe that every moment someone needs that message. Um, and it's not everybody that I get to tell my story. So 
when I meet certain people and I get to tell that part of my story, I have to always know that deep down, there's a reason for that. He needed that or I needed that. And it's like, we are both kind of in a place of just um, sharing into this sort of like, I call it like a holy space. Yes. Um, and it's not every moment that you get to feel that because of course we met like in the afternoon. So I was already like already tired, you know? And you just kind of think, okay, I could have spoken to like 20 people, you know, the last four hours, but it had to be this person. So I always go back to what is it that he wanted, he needed to hear from my story and and what is it that I needed to hear from his story and, and just kind of goes from there. Yes, yes. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. And that's again, like, yeah, how this podcast was born is that those connections and hearing people's stories, that's what we're like so <laughs> curious about. Yeah. And, you know, we know our stories and we know how miraculous and magical they are, but there's just so many and we're all interconnected and to be yeah. able to connect and hear each other's stories. It's so inspiring and just kind of solidifies that trust in the universe, you know, for us. And just knowing that like, there is so much magic and oh. there's so, there are so many miracles and to hear each one is just so such a blessing. So lucky. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that I always am um, becoming, especially as I get older, because when you start to get older, your mind starts to focus better, you know, because when you're younger, you're like, oh, my God, you've got all these thoughts that are running through your mind. But as I get older, I think you become more. You become more in tune to your who am I? you start to know, I mean, who am I? And why did all these beautiful moments happen to me? And what was I to become? Who am I becoming? And I feel like as I'm getting older, I am very spiritual as, um, I don't know if Justin's told you that, but, uh, and so I, my faith, it, it's bigger than just, let me just go pray about this. It's more about listening. Like I'm finding myself listening more i'm finding myself becoming more aware because you have to think about for me like people who are blind and they can't see they they literally they're so aware of the environment because they don't see from their eyes you know they kind of feel their environment right and when we see life we start to become so discouraged about it and sometimes that can make our story less powerful because you're thinking oh my god you know this is this is not how things are supposed to go but when you start to listen you realize every piece of it is part of your story and and that one suture was meant to be part of this moment you know i mean he could have yanked out everything out of <laughs> but he had to leave that just one you know that was a little piece of it so and, and, and that's the story like oh my god like that's kind of weird so my story basically started back in Africa and I don't know if this is like the right moment to go back that way yes please yeah start, start um, the beginning start where you want to start I've always had uh, I am becoming more aware that I've always had a very very strong connection with my spiritual self and God um, and but I never thought of it as anything more than just religion. Um, 
And now I am at the point in my life where I'm starting to peel the layers. So it started back in Africa when I got the opportunity to come to um, United States and I had no money. Like my husband and I, we were broke. Like we wow. just, like they broke in, uh, you know, upper cases, right? <laughs> 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 and um, so at that moment, I was like, okay, here's a beautiful opportunity. What am I gonna do? We don't have money. My family doesn't have money. And, and what I've learned about manifestation is that there has to be the opportunity for that, whatever it is to manifest, right? So we didn't have money. And I remember my mother who lives in Europe, she shared her story with a friend. Um, and I still don't know who that friend was um, that agreed to, to pay for my ticket, my son and I, to come to United States. Wow. And so you look, you know, I look back and I'm like, wow. I mean, the, the, whoever I was paid for my ticket and with no strings attached. Like, you know, I, I will never know who they were. And, and here we are, you know, here I am in the United States. And I came here and I landed I, in San Francisco with only $100 in my pocket. And I call it my fish and loaf, right? Because it's like 50% fish and 50% loaf. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. And I look back and I'm like, look what it's become. Um, it had to be less because it had to be multiplied. Because exactly. if I had come with more, I wouldn't have noticed the multiplication, you know? So yeah. there has to be that sometimes less is more, but it applies more than just makeup, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. That sometimes having less in life is an opportunity for you to actually recognize the manifestation of, of all the good things that have come into your life. And so I remember just sharing how um, when we got our house, we literally didn't have money and things kind of fell into place at the time when we were able to afford our home. Um, the market crisis back in 2008, kind of sad that happened, right? But when it did, at the time that it happened, we had been able to sell um, two pieces of land back home and actually how we even managed to do that was still a miracle because we had bought the land for like maybe about two years earlier and the government said oh we're gonna compensate everyone um, because we want to build a, like a freeway and so we were able to have that money for down payment to our house mm -hmm. and so here we were you know the market you know the housing market happened and the price went down and we were able to get, you know, have a pay, you know, less down payment. And of course our mortgage is very cheap for California, but it's like all these pieces. And, and it's kind of sad because sometimes I have to think, oh, wow, someone had to lose so I could gain, um, you know. But again, it's the power of just coming back to being able to manifest that. So. It is a powerful space and I don't take it for granted and I'm learning to do better with it mm -hmm. because you have to understand the power that's in it yeah. so that you don't abuse it. And every day it's, I'm becoming like more aware of the little things. I even shared with him how um, now when I look back at how I graduated from nursing school, 
I was never supposed to be in that class. Like mm-hmm. I literally was never supposed to be in that class. Um, I took the T's exam, which is like the, you know, entrance, nursing entrance class. And I, even though I had straight A's from all my classes, I kept failing this exam like for three times. <laughs> They're hard. I'm like, I know I'm not stupid. Like I passed all my other classes. And I just, I remember just crying at San Diego State in the parking lot and just saying, okay, if this is for me, just make sure it happened. Um, and if it's not for me, don't, you know, just close the door. I don't want to keep chasing this. And yeah. I cried for like 20 minutes in the car, just kind of like, you know, this is my moment of surrendering. And I, after I was done, I kid you not, two weeks later, I got to my school's website and there it was uh, in bold letters that, you know, starting June, 2020, 2019, we are not gonna ask for, require this test wow. uh, for the LVN to RN. Like, what are the odds of that happening in life, right? Zero. <laughs> And then I also heard that that was only temporary too. They read. Yes, it only lasted. Okay, that's that was the craziest part. So I got I got I so I got that information and I went to the school to apply and they were like, okay, you have to take this one class. I finally did pass the class and I got on the waiting list. That was now 2020. And I kid you not, the month that I started school, June 2020 they reinstated the test wow. again and it was in the website like and my some of my friends were mad because they were like oh my god this happened i'm like okay i'm sorry it's not how i wanted this to go they were like yeah starting june 2020 we are going to require the test so that story for me reminds me back into the story of the red sea mm-hmm. how god like parted the red sea so that they can walk through and I felt that was my story mm. because the odds of an exam being taken away for no reason for exactly like a year and then being reinstated back exactly the month that I started school, like you, you can't ask for a better miracle. I you know, know. I, I couldn't have, I couldn't have, manif- I, I keep saying, did that happen? You know, like I look back and I'm like, that actually happened and, you know <laughs> yeah I try to explain um to people like yeah was there a reason for that no I I don't know how why they did it but I do know it was meant for me mm-hmm. because I I believed in it I believed for the opportunity to go to school and I truly had it down in my journal that this is what I was you know I wanted in life and I got the sign and I got to follow the sign and I became part of that story. And so I am, I'm thankful that I was able to be in that moment. And I want to make a point. It's so beautiful. I want to make a point about your surrender and your asking too. that, that moment where you cried in the car and surrendered and, and asked for that. I, I have so much um, like respect and admiration for that because it's like, you know, surrendering to yeah. like, you know, your higher self, God's will, whatever yeah. you want to say and saying like, if this is for me, you know, allow it to be, if it is not for me, close the door. And I love that. And I, I boldly ask for signs. Like if this is for me, show me X, Y, Z. If this is not, you know, show me X, Y, Z because exactly we're powerful creators and we need to trust that like, it's, 
beyond us, you know? It is. It's not our power that we're relying on. No. Mm-hmm. But we are, we are afraid to ask because we don't feel like it could happen, you right. know? You, you look at all the possibility, like what are the odds that they're going to stop these one, one exam and just mm-hmm. like the odds of that happening, it's almost zero. And um, I do remember there was one moment uh, last, probably the last semester in October. And I honestly believed, I thought I was going to fail that class. And I remember just saying, okay, um, I always go back to God and I said, Okay, I if you if I'm gonna fail, if I'm gonna get through this program, show me a sign. And I specifically asked for a sign. I always ask for a red car, but <laughs> I, I don't know why a red car, but um this time I went further. I said, Okay, if you show me a red Toyota Camry or a Nissan, um, I think we'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I kid you not, so I'm driving on eight. And this is like seven o'clock in the morning. I already forgot what I prayed last night. Mm. And as I'm driving, this lady in red Camry comes cut through me, right? So she's yeah. in front of me driving and I'm getting, you know, kind of like annoyed because she's driving slow. Like, okay, you came all the way just to me through. <laughs> and suddenly I'm like, oh my God, the red Camry, right? So I'm like, so now I'm like super happy to have <laughs> Yeah, you're like, this is great. <laughs> is what I asked for and you know I it was such an amazing feeling because what I for me it's not necessarily like how things are gonna end it's just a confirmation of a peaceful it's going to be okay you know you heard me it's going to be okay and it's that you know confirmation that I'm not alone in this like you heard me and I got the response that I needed and the funny moment is once I exited on Fairmont um like across there was another red car coming and believe it or not it was a Nissan (laughs) yes of course it was was. at that moment I literally like okay I get it (laughs) (laughs) yeah thank you for the sign I get it and I just I felt at peace because I knew that um no matter what I was facing at that moment it was going to be okay you know it didn't change that I bombed that test that I was stressing about but it just it just gave me that confess you know confirmation I'm going to be okay I've I got you we're gonna we're gonna make through it you know through through this process so yeah Mm So, so don't be afraid to ask for a red Camry. Yes, I I ask my signs and I kind of get, I'm like, okay, just give me the usual now. But it's, <laughs> I ask for <laughs> butterflies, bunnies, now hummingbirds is in the list too. There you go. And ones and twos, like on the clock or repeating like those numbers, ones and twos, yeah. like 12, 12, yeah. 11, 11. And, um, you know, if it's a yes, I want to see those things. If it's a no don't show me those things. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. And it's funny because your mind actually will zero in into that. Like, I mean, think about it on the freeway, there could be a million cars, right? But it's just like that one red car, you know, it could be a Honda, but mm-hmm. it's a Toyota Camry. And so when you zero your mind into what you want and what you're, you're, you're desiring, you, you can see it. And I, I think that a lot of time we are constantly getting the signs and we just kind of ignore the signs too, mm. you know? So it's like learning to just pay attention to all the signs that we are constantly 
you know, driving through, we're walking past um, all these signs and, and opportunity for us to just stop and be like, okay, I see you're talking, but what are you saying? You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay, so I have a couple more questions about your story. Okay. I feel like you left out a couple parts. <laughs> I'm trying to summarize it. <laughs> I want the full story. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I have um, first going back to like the lottery and the green card and how that Yes. Happened. And then I want you to go back to the plots of land and how those happened. Oh my gosh, yes. So <laughs> the lottery part. So my mom lives in Europe and she had a friend who who had applied for it and she didn't want to give um my mom the address and but she gave my mom the letter to go and mail it so my mom just basically wrote down on a piece of like a napkin the address to the lottery and then she sent me the information she's like okay i'm in kenya she's in europe she's like okay go ahead and apply she didn't even have like the instructions on how to do this so my husband and i were just Quick timeout. So the lottery, just for our listeners um, and for Annie, <laughs> was a lottery for a green card. Is that it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And it's uh, for those who don't know, it's like every year the government of United States give, I, I believe, 50,000 total people from mm. different countries um, every year for mm. a chance to come and work in United States. So imagine being part of that 50,000 um the chance of that again it's just almost zero right it's just very it's just very it almost doesn't happen that easy and so my mom gave me the instructions so we wrote down my husband and I wrote down we kind of kind of guessed because we had no instructions basically all we had was an address and so (laughs) like we she had no idea right so we sent our names and some photographs and um couple months later here comes the information oh yeah congratulations you won the green card and wow. we're like Gosh. what <laughs> <Chills. Yeah>. so, <laughs> so then of course that was a whole new uh adventure of trying to figure out how we are going to make it to united states and um we did a bit of fundraising families and friends came together and every penny that we raised um my husband kind of came with it and so i was left back home waiting for him to come and get you know work and get some money and it didn't really quite work that way so I got my ticket literally 10 days before my visas my visa expired and again it was from the stranger from Europe yeah 10 days I'll never forget I actually landed uh I believe June 25th which was almost five days before my visa expired oh my god yeah wow yeah so that was one um great moment in my life of course that has led to everything else um and the piece of land um that was another amazing story because when we bought we bought one land first and then my sister-in-law who helped us through the process um she said you know somebody a friend was selling another one next to it and we said okay cool let's do that so we bought it. I think we paid total maybe less than three grand American dollar. It's been a while. Um, and so a couple of years later, maybe two the years later, the government of Kenya said they were going to compensate everybody who owns a piece of land. 
And so we ended up getting compensated 4.5 million Kenya shillings for each plot, you know, land, property. And that was about a little over 100 grand um, American dollars. And so with that money, um, it came timely because that's how we were able to buy our house in the United States. Oh, so that was an exciting um, <laughs> It yes. was an exciting moment. Like, how often do you get to buy something and then just be compensated for it? And um, totally not expecting that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was that was a beautiful moment in our life. I I still kind of it gives me chills too. Like all these moments, they give me chills. But it's funny because my chills come after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the moment, you're not putting all these pieces together. You know, you look, everything is always like in retrospective. Mm-hmm. How did that happen and why did it happen kind of thing? And so I look back and I'm like, I am so thankful that I was in the path um, of being able to manifest that, being able to become a part of that story because I need it and somebody else need it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Gosh. I mean, I think it's such a good reminder to when you're in times of just stress and struggle and you're not really sure what's next to really realize that there's going to be a day when you are able to step back from it and look about look how everything lined up. And I feel like when we're in it, we it's so hard for ourselves to get pulled out of it and be like, okay, everything's happening for a reason. But right. like really holding on to that and having like, for me, there's been so many things in my life that have happened exactly like that, where I look back and I'm like, how did that happen? And in times where like in times now, when I go through stuff like that, it's just such a sweet reminder. And I keep holding on to the fact that I am always taken care of and everything happens for a reason. Exactly. Love, love your story. And I also, one thing I did want to go back on was you um, were saying how you did feel a little bad, how some, like some people lost while it was a gain for you. But I feel like we're so connected that when mm-hmm. when one when someone's going through a loss, it's part of their story that leads to a gain. So I feel exactly. like I think it's just beautiful, and I just I think it really shows too how we're we're just like all really connected. Yeah, and I have to also also remind myself that uh, you know I didn't cause that. You know yeah. I didn't cause that for the crisis to happen. I just happened to be. Um, in the story in that part of their lives. And so I'm just, I'm just in the path. That's why I feel like it's so important for all of us to think how, you know, we are in this path and we're just kind of like going, we're moving and in the path, there's so much for us to pick up. And what do I want to pick up? Do I want to pick up joy? What do I want to manifest? You know, I, sometimes I manifest what I, sometimes I feel like, I wasn't even looking for that, you know. I wasn't looking for this podcast moment, but <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> here we are. Like literally, I, 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 it just happens to be in the path, and so um, it's just I'm learning to just be open arms, just to see what mm-hmm. life has for me, and specifically what God has for me. That's mm-hmm. the key, you know. Mm-hmm. My new thing is, I'm learning to teach my kids stop asking god for money stop asking for money. <laughs> and i know that it's very hard to think of life that way why should i ask for money i said because everything i have manifested in my life i didn't manifest with money 
Mm. I, I had the dream and the dream attracted the mm. money and the resource that was needed. Mm, I love that. Yeah. 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 It's like surrendering the how, you know, keeping the vision and surrendering the how, like, I don't, right. it doesn't matter how it happens. Yeah. Cause I feel like we narrow down, we narrow down the how. <laughs> yeah. Know? Like I can, it can only happen. I can only go to school if I pass this exam, you know, if I pass the entrance exam and, and, you know, the universe just says, no, I got better ways. I'm going to spice it up for you <laughs> just so you can tell this story. And, yeah. and I, it's just so impressive, like to see those kind of moments happen. Yeah. And what a powerful <laughs> thing, like you said, of to um, like less is more and like allowing kind of what Annie was tying back to of like what a reframe on like lack and in, in that you know, you having a hundred dollars in your pocket, you know, that could have been a whole negative spiral of, right. you know, how, 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 um, are we going to survive? And instead, like you, you know, you noticed and watched and recognized it as an opportunity for a miracle and, and part of your story. And, and that's going back to it, like what a reframe. And I've been telling myself that it's like the things that I struggle with, um, you know, like, financially and manifesting abundance it's been like mm -hmm. a, a crux for me and so that I've been telling myself that like this is part of my story and like I'm watching it grow and watching myself change in, the, in my right. relationship to it and um knowing that like I get to bless other people by like this struggle this journey that I've gone through yeah to whom much is given right mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. so you're given a lot and sometimes people think that the idea of being given is just money. Um, sometimes you get more than that. You get the opportunity to become some power, you know, for somebody else and, and strength for somebody else. And so, um, I mean, there's a lot that that has been so impressive in my life. And But I'm learning. It's, it's a journey and I'm learning to make the most of it and the best of it now that I'm more aware, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to be in it more but then I, the other thing that I have to caution people that I'm also learning is uh, don't tell the story before it happens mm. keep it protect that protect um, protect that story because I think we are too fast sometimes to share because we feel like everybody's going to be happy about it mm. and what I have found is that when you're in that space of manifesting whatever is happening in your life it's a flow it's a flow of a spiritual energy and when you bring other people they kind of sort of break that flow you may not feel it you may not know it but then you find that oh my gosh everything was going well until I told that person hmm. yeah you like know being selective too there's the I think it's a, a proverb like don't cast your pearls before mm -hmm. swine exactly mm. and so as you as we manifest our journey into whatever we you know you the universe the god has for us it's literally we have to protect it we have to treat it like it's so sacred and i struggled with that because i always felt like oh my god i'm so excited i've got to tell you about the red mm -hmm. car you know nah you don't have to know about the red car <laughs> Mm -hmm. when the story is over I'll tell you you know because I don't know I'm learning in the journey too and so and I feel like when you when you invite 
someone into the process when you're actually in the process of manifesting whatever it is, um, you slow it down. You, you really, and they might not even know it. They might not recognize that they have disrupted the flow, but it took me a while to figure that out. Mm -hmm. So my advice is life is a space. It's a spiritual space. And when you're in that space, it's for you to feel, to live, to enjoy it, to manifest and to become. And when you're becoming, just wait until you become, you know, don't let, you know, you can't just go and dig out a little seed and just go, oh my God, look, it's, you know, it's an orange, no, <laughs> become an orange. <laughs> yeah. You know? We have to wait for the magic to happen. Um, so I, I think that's also something that I wanna kind of like let you know about all these moments that happen in my life. Um, I didn't even tell anyone, like nobody knew I was in nursing school until my finals, until I actually knew that I had survived. Yeah, mm -hmm. the only people that knew was, you know, my coworkers because they saw me coming to school looking crazy. Um, and of course my family, but when I went to do my uh, nursing exam, the NCLEX, I did not tell a soul. No one knew about it. You know, I, I just got up and I went and I meditated in my car, uh, prayed and felt at peace. It was, I was in a state of flow. It's a state of literally a spiritual flow and you don't want to be bringing more than is needed in that moment. Yeah. And when I took the exam, I was like, okay, I'm done, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. and to, uh, until 48 hours later, I, I saw the post, you know, I'm, I had passed and I was like, okay, now you can all find out now, you know, wow. yeah. but you have to protect, you have to, you have to learn to protect the process. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's still a couple of questions that I want to ask you too. Sure. Um, one kind of these two questions go hand in hand but okay you mentioned kind of like growing up in religion and kind of but always kind of being spiritual what was that kind of transition like for you like for me i grew up like in a very strict christian household for so for me it's still it's still a um somewhat of a transition in terms of as far as like my family's concerned but um for me, it was pretty natural, but it was, I had to kind of separate from the church a little bit. Yeah. So for me, um, I grew up in two worlds, my mom and my grandma. They, I kind of grew up with them, different, you know, time and space. And my grandma was, she's not educated, but she's very smart, like almost like a street spiritual smart. And so she saw the spiritual part in a very different way. And my mom was very charged uh, deep into, she's still, she's still, she's a preacher basically. Mm. So you can imagine um, being a child of a preacher. Um, but I will tell you when I was growing up, I did not appreciate uh, my spirituality because I felt like it was hammered into me and I had to do it as a duty. You know, I had to, I grew up afraid of God because um, he was the punishing God, you know, if I stepped out of places and spaces and and broke down barriers, um, he would punish me. Right. And so I grew up afraid until 
I remember there was a moment I was in high school. Actually, I was nine years old. And I will never forget for personal reason, um, I started reading the Bible as an escape from sort of like a place to just escape mentally into just into learning. And I was so curious about the story, you know, um, I was fascinated, you know, all the like I read nearly the entire Bible at the age of nine. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I was fascinated with the whole story. So I knew it intellectually, but not spiritually. Right. Because when you're nine years old, you're like, oh, my God, this is so cool. I mean, the Red Sea, you know, all these things. Um, And I grew up in I'm from obviously Kenya and we're very spiritual. We're very church oriented. And so I felt like I was always it was about meeting the cultural expectation. Uh, more than meeting God's expectation. Mm. And as I get older, I'm beginning to be more passionate with the, my relationship with him that is not influenced by what the world tells me that he is. Because when you actually read it, he was very, very good at using the people that we would reject in the society today. Yeah. And I began to realize, okay, wait a minute. So this guy can kill people and still deliver people, okay? So you see what I'm saying? The Bible to me became an escape because it, I was able to relate to the imperfect me, mm-hmm. that there's a place for me. There's a place in this perfect story. Yeah. This, it's, an, it's an imperfect, but it's powerful story. And if I can see myself as being part of it, then it's better. So I feel my, I feel myself now less, I, it's kind of sad, but I feel less attracted to the religion and more attracted to the spiritual part of it. Yeah. Um, like I'm becoming more aware of what it means to re- have a relationship with God versus have a relationship with church. Mm -hmm. So those are like two different things for me because with the church, I felt it's all about rules, but with God, I felt it's about me and him. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that's been this, this being able to separate the two. And sometimes people look at me like I'm crazy because it's a place you have to arrive. Like the place where I'm saying, you know, don't ask for money. Like what's the one thing in church that, they ask for. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's the one thing that you constantly hear, you know. But now I'm beginning to think, no, I don't have to think that way. I don't have to ask for that because I have learned that my needs are met in a different way. And so I think for me, the most powerful part in my life is having the choice to finally see things without that manipulation Mm -hmm. of how things are supposed to be versus finding my own calling into things how things should be yeah I love that yeah it's just so sweet and it's just so sweet to hear because I feel like for me I had to really realize I grew up in a very conservative home and I felt very uh alone and just yeah I felt I, I had certain things that um, were, I was taught were not okay. And, but then 
kind of getting out on my own, I realized that was, they were gifts from God and realizing that it's really my own relationship with God. It's one-on-one, it's me and him and no one else. It's not, um, and it it just breaks my heart that it's, uh, there's so many people who manipulate uh, God and religion. And I feel like that's one of, like one of these things that also brought us together in really sharing our stories is, we yeah moving away from the church and realizing that like our relationship with god is just like me and god us and god Mm -hmm. right and i think that one of the things that i can point out also to me when covid happened um i try to look at everything as it's supposed to happen for a reason is that one of the biggest thing for me was how everything shut down including the church and so it was like for me i felt like it was god's way of saying i really want you guys to come back to me Mm-hmm. Um, because you have you have spent so much time being in these buildings now I'm going to shut down all these buildings so that you can get to know me one-on-one you know without any influence and that's been really kind of like a life-changing moment for me because I felt like all the, like I said all the things that you grew up being told was going to happen if you didn't walk through this straight line um, everything fell apart. Like you were constantly afraid and then things fell apart. And I'm like, well, we're still here, right? <laughs> you know? yes. So what was I afraid of? And that for me is, has been the biggest thing. I think more growing more spiritually than growing more. I'm growing less religious and more spiritually. Yeah. Isn't it ironic, because I, I think we can both relate to that, that you basically said that you're closer to God now than you ever were in church. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and I yeah. feel the exact same way. I pray more now than mm-hmm. I ever did in church, and I just feel much more like intimate and connected and closer, and the ability to hear and listen, like you were saying, um, yeah. you know, listening. I, I, asked, I wrote down a question, like, how did you learn to listen how did you learn to develop that you know I actually learned from a patient um about meditation I learned so many things from my patients I I was I wanted to learn about meditation and he explained to me what meditation is because I said every time I try to meditate my thoughts just kind of start racing right and he said yeah you're supposed to let them I'm like wait wait how And so eventually I started doing it every night and I became to the point where I could quiet my mind to a place. I could quiet my mind and let my mind be taken to a place that I wouldn't necessarily take myself there if I'm allowing my thoughts to just constantly be racing. So I think that it's a spiritual place. It's a barrier that you cross. Uh, But I think for me, being able to meditate was the listening moment for me was learning and I and I remember like I tell people one of the best moments when sadly COVID happened I was meditating a couple months I usually write down the things that I hear in my um, journal um, that are unique and I remember like somewhere in January Um, I was meditating and on my right side, I hear this loud, clear voice that says, but first wash your hands. And I'm thinking, oh, great. I'm a nurse. That's what I do for a living, right? (laughs) (laughs) Do I not do that enough? (laughs) 
And, and I thought, hmm, that's quite interesting. So I wrote it down in my journal so that I don't forget. And I usually will write down on my phone too so I can have the timestamp on it. And so when COVID happens, what's the one thing that we were told to do? Wash your hands, wash your hands. And so I get signs a lot. I get signs, but mostly because I will listen. And when I go into the, my meditation uh, space and place, I can see things that actually happen the next day. Mm-hmm. I'm able to get to that moment. I'm able to get to the moment of getting messages. Um, but it didn't just come overnight. Um, it was a practice, learning to quiet my thought to the point where my body starts to feel warm. Mm-hmm. I know that's kind of weird, but it does. I know I have reached a place when I start to feel this heat in my body mm-hmm. and it's not menopause. <laughs> <laughs> hot flash coming it's like yeah it's like it's a spiritual hot flash Mm -hmm. and I'm like okay I know and I start getting these visions um, of peaceful places then I know but I learned to do that I but you have to want it you have to desire it you have to go after it to become it and to feel it so that was basically how I did that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. That. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think we're all capable of that. Like I took mm-hmm. a, an intuitive development course called mm-hmm. uh, the intuitive intensive. And it was like a 12 week program, how to develop mm-hmm. your intuition. And it was like, you know, the part of the course was meditate every single day yeah. for guidance and, and kind of tune in and tune into all your senses and see like where the kind of, feeling or the message or the vision is coming from, but just kind of sit and wait, nothing happens. Let nothing happen. If your thoughts are racing, right. let them race. And, yeah. um, and eventually, you know, it, it was, I realized, you know, the way that my messages came in a lot. And I think we're, what they said in the course was like that we're all capable of that. And I totally believe that, that um, we all have spiritual gifts and it's a matter of like, being able to want it and tune in and right yeah allow it to not to manifest exactly because you have to look at how we are created i mean we have to crawl before we can walk so everything has to be in sequence and if we just land but i think the world has influenced our mind so much because we see with our eyes and we send we send messages to our body right like I'm scared, then your body obviously feels afraid. But if you close your eyes and you don't see what you're afraid of, your body is just not going to imagine that pain, right? Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's been really an amazing, and I look forward to it. I look forward to every night. I save like 20 minutes. It can go even half an hour or more, uh, but I look forward to it. And it's one of the ways that I have been able to survive through a lot of things just quieting my mind so that I can hear as the Bible says be still and know and and that's my thing it's being still and knowing what I need to know mm, beautiful yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. yeah yeah oh gosh okay anything you want to know <laughs> <laughs> I want to know about you I know I've talked too much but I want to know about you guys <laughs> okay well I, I you know want to give us we'll cut off at seven so we can go you can go eat <laughs> you know you were cooking <laughs> um I want to tell you how I met Justin did he tell you 
Uh, no, we didn't talk about that. <laughs> yeah. So Annie's involved. Um, so I think it's a really cute manifestation story because it's very recent and very real. So, um, yeah, uh, in about August, September, I started like writing down what I wanted in my person mm -hmm. and I would kind of script and write in my journal, like kind of a day in the life, like what it felt like to be with him and, um, you know, like how much I was in love with him and, and all these like qualities about him that he was like funny and goofy and playful and like smart and spiritual and all of these oh. great things. And, um, yeah, so I started writing that down, kind of forgot about it, like was not, you know, looking for my person or anything, but I was like, might as well be specific. Right. <laughs> might as well let the universe know my order, you know, right. for when, when it's time. And, um, you know, kind of forgot about it, was going um, about my life. And um, then I went on the day after Thanksgiving, um, my little dog and I, uh, Roxy, were going to a, a friend's apartment to go in their hot tub my friends were like, Oh, come on over, you know, and hang out and we'll go in the hot tub. And, you know, I've been to their house and their hot tub many times and I've it's in a, a gorgeous apartment complex. And so my little dog, Roxy runs up the stairs ahead of me. There's about 10 people in the hot tub. It's like one of these really big rooftop hot tubs. She runs and runs over to Justin and starts making out with him, like kissing oh him God. aggressively. Like she recognized him. <laughs> Yeah, so I had to run up the stairs after her and I was like, oh my gosh, like, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't know if you want this little dog making out with you right now. <laughs> Not everybody likes that. <laughs> and so I had to apologize oh. and, and I was like, I'm so sorry. And he's like, no, she's so cute. What's her name? And um, I was like, this is Roxy. And I brought my little speaker to play some music and I love music and I DJ and all this stuff. And so he uh, was like, well, why don't you, um, you know, I was like, do you mind if I play some music? He's like, no, why don't you hook up to like my big speaker over here? And so, <laughs> so I hooked up to his speaker and then we started talking about music and he invited me to like three events that weekend. He was like, what are you doing after this? What are you doing tomorrow? Wow. What are you doing on Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> and then five, like before that five minutes in, he asked my friend who I was with, like my gay friends and they, he asked him how long we had been together. Like, yeah. him, and he was like, no, 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 I'm with him. Justin was like, Hmm. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, so the thing he invited me to on Sunday was this uh, event called Church of Music that I've been going to. It's like every Sunday and it's this like little pop-up, like house music, um, little dance party festival thing. And mm -hmm. it's super fun. And um, a few days prior, Annie and I had gone to Thanksgiving together, like uh, at a friend's house. And she had, was like, hey, like, I'd really love to hang out with you one-on-one. -on -one. We just always have these amazing conversations whenever we get together. And we had never hung out one-on-one -on -one before. And so I invited her to go on a hike that Sunday. And mm -hmm. uh, so anyway, so I, um, we go on our hike on Sunday. And I messaged Justin. He got my Instagram. So I messaged him. And I was like, I, I think I'm coming um, to Church of Music. Are you going to come? And I told Annie, like, there's this cute guy. This is how we met. <laughs> <laughs> and do you want to come with me? And so we literally come, like, straight from our, what, four-hour hike, <laughs> like, sweaty and in our hiking boots and, like, just go to this 
music yeah. thing. What? <laughs> and we you were like, "Wed for it." <laughs> yeah. And so Justin was like so happy we showed up and we were dancing with him and just vibing. And then he invites us to go out to eat ramen afterwards with him and his friends. And yeah, kind of. That was beautiful. I mean, I just feel so honored that I got to like be a part of it. And one of, one of the things that I talked about earlier was how I, um, these things that I realized were given to me by God is one of the things is I see energies really uh, clear and I see them in colors. And when um, she was with Justin, I just saw mm -hmm. this like blue, like electric energy together. And I was just like, oh my goodness, this is, wow. this is insane. And how like seeing them um, together now for a bit, I always see it. And just so many people, they bring so many people in and so many people are just attracted to it. And that it's just amazing. so beautiful for me to watch where it's like, I've, I really have, I feel like from watching them and their relationship i feel like it's healing for me and being open to like love of my own yeah and it's almost like a validation for your you know your your supernatural power right because <laughs> mm -hmm. you can see the outcome yeah. that is such a beautiful story i love your dog your dog basically <laughs> your dog felt the energy your dog yeah. saw the energy too she recognized him yeah mm -hmm. oh my gosh that's a beautiful story when i say what well, Oh, come here. It's Roxy, right? This is Roxy. Oh, hi, Roxy. <laughs> Justin and oh. I had an adoption ceremony a oh, few yeah. weeks ago <laughs> where I adopted his cat and he adopted Roxy. So we oh, my gosh. A Brady Bunch family. Yeah. And Annie oh. was our officiant. <laughs> I loved it. She is, she is in the story, definitely. Oh, that's so beautiful. I love that. I love that. How about you, Annie? Um, I mean what like what are we what are we manifestation story i feel like um recently i've always been very uh i've fiercely independent i was adopted when i was younger had an interesting childhood and from that i've just had this independence of um just kind of like i'm always on my own i can take care of myself and I've always like, I feel like I've manifested before I knew what it was. And so uh, lately actually from seeing um, one of the aspects of seeing like you and Justin, I together, I have started just, uh, I've always been like kind of closed off to like being intimate with other people, kind of wanting a relationship. It's never been, it's never been, I've just been closed off to like love and I, lately the last uh, month or so I kind of was like you know the reason I'm closed off is fear and fear is not going to help anything and right. I feel like I'm I love manifesting I feel like I it's just I've always seen it come to fruition but mm -hmm. I was talking to a lot of people and they were advising me that when I you close off one sector of your life it's gonna like it's gonna slow down other parts if right. you close it off and so i was like you know what i don't want fear to stop me so i kind of opened up and was like i'm gonna be open to manifesting love and kim has really helped because she is awesome she's like a love guru i love it oh and it's just not something that comes easily to me but ever since doing that i feel like i speak one thing that i want and it comes into existence i feel like there's been so much abundance just flowing into my life and i just I'm so thankful for it. It's, it makes me, I'm so excited. So 
I think for me, that's my little manifestation going on right now. Oh, and, love. Glad. and love. And yeah. love. <laughs> and love is flowing. Yeah, love is very, love is flowing. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what we were saying before. It's like sometimes we can manifest because we feel like we are not worthy of it. And we feel like it's too far from us. And you start to look at all the imperfection in yourself and you can't see you in that space of love. And so when you start to exit from the fear freeway yeah. you find love right yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. i like that exit from the fear yeah. freeway <laughs> i love it <laughs> that's good i am so glad i got to meet you and i am so glad that i got to experience this moment because we truly all manifested this moment yeah from one little suture that was meant to be <laughs> Yep. Justin was wondering why he cut his finger in the first place. And he said right? he thinks it's so he could meet you. I'm serious. Like I it's such an amazing uh moment when you look back, you're like, yeah, that is weird that it became this moment. Mm-hmm. But I'm so glad that I got to meet new people, new friends, and yes. hear your story. And uh all I can say is keep manifesting. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Keep manifesting. You are on the right too, path of girl. it. And yeah. so I hope to hear more of it in the future. Yes. Well, stay <laughs> yes. tuned on the podcast. I and will. Yes. And we, um, yeah, I would love to have you back on someday. It was yes. an absolute blessing talking to you. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Yes. And say hello to Justin too. <laughs> I will. I will. He's so excited to hear this episode. He was bummed he wasn't able to be on the call. <laughs> oh, someday. Yes. 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 Next time. All right. Thank you guys for having me. All right. Take care. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Oh, beautiful souls. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed listening, please download the episode and share with a friend. And please consider leaving us a review on Spotify. Also, there are some business costs associated with running a podcast, so please consider supporting us on Venmo at Awakening 101. And um, also, if you resonated with any part of this episode or have any questions for us, please hit us up on Instagram at Awakening 101 Podcast. Feel free and slide into those DMs. And until next time, time, stay stay magical magical and abundant. abundant. We love you.